What's going on, y'all? I know it's been a month. It's been a month since this last episode of the Preacher Main Podcast. It's also been a month or near a month since the slap heard around the world with Will Smith smacking Chris Rock at the 2022 Oscars. But this is not another vent piece, so to speak, talking about that, y'all. I want y'all to listen to the context and the angle I'm going to be coming from with this rise and fall of King Will. Smoke has cleared to some degree on this Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscar slap connection. I can talk about a little bit from a preacher man point of view. Of course, literally everyone had an opinion, even if their opinion was just to publicly don't say nothing or don't have an opinion at all. If you want to hear my emotional thoughts and views of this incident, go to my other podcast, The Presidential Executive with my homie Rag, and I spit my five cents on this whole situation. Search for The Prez X on YouTube. That's T-H-E-P-R-E-Z-E-X on YouTube. Check it out. Go down to the go to the videos. Go to the thumbnail that you see Will Smith's face on. And also the one that Will Smith has a picture of him smacking Chris Rock. Go check that out. And there it is. But on this part, I like to stay in my lane on this podcast with a biblical worldview and dissect it, keeping in mind pop culture and how that can coordinate with a spiritual perspective. For years, Will Smith has been the epitome of Hollywood superstardom, right? From TV, movies, commercials. I mean, the guys wanted to be like him and the ladies wanted to be with him. You know, his films have grossed over $10 billion. And that's not including producer credits and other business ventures he's been a part of. Anything he touched seemed to skyrocket to the top. When he first got on Instagram, like he killed it even then, you know, with creative posts, crazy camera shots and was easily getting two to three million views per post. You know, he always seemed to have a great attitude and give out practical yet profound wisdom on any type of interview he was on or promoting anything. And a lot of wheels come up in current situation you know, reminds me a lot of the story of King Solomon in the Bible. King Solomon had an insurmountable amount of wealth, fame, and influence, but you know what ended up initiating his downfall? It was a woman, or in his case, several foreign women that the Lord told him he shouldn't marry because they had turned his heart to their gods, which as a result left room for King Solomon's eventual decline. In first Kings 11, 11, one through eight, I want to get into that in the uh, New Living Translation, starting with verse one. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughters. He married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel you must not marry them because they will turn your heart to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. In Solomon's old age, 
They turn his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord, his God, as his father David had been. Solomon worshiped Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Moloch, the detestable god of the Ammonites. In this way, Solomon did what was evil in the Lord's sight, and he refused to follow the Lord completely as his father David had done. On the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, he built a pagan shrine for Shemach, the detestable god of Moab, and another for Moloch, the detestable god of the Ammonites. Solomon built such shrines for all of his foreign wives to use for burning incense and sacrificing to their gods. Now, other than maybe butchering some of those names up in those verses, you know, the the thing that stood out to me was the word completely. The word completely uh, in it was used, I think, two or three times in those verses. And and if you don't know already, I don't believe in coincidences. And I believe God is the most intentional and detailed being ever like completely in Hebrew means entirely, absolutely, fully, wholly, holy, which is W-H-O-L-L-Y, thoroughly, perfectly and totally. With that in mind, then I believe it's also safe to say that if you're not doing something completely, that doesn't mean you're not giving it any attention at all. It just means it doesn't have your undivided attention. Other things have become more of a priority. Like tying this into Will Smith's situation, for those that don't know a little of his background, he was groomed under a Christian foundation and principles, right? He actually, the reason he never cussed in his raps was because his grandma didn't like it. You know, and she let him know that and she was and he took that into mind and, you know, wanted to make her proud with, you know, his raps and, you know, be a good representation of her. You know, she was a devoted Christian, like a lot of our grandmas were, and she was a major influence in his upbringing. So fast forward years later, he becomes this popular Grammy Award winning rapper, having his own network TV show. And then he began being casted for several major movie roles. And the only thing missing was someone to share it with like his own family. He originally gets married in 1992 and immediately has a son only for the marriage to fail with a divorce less than three years later. And according to Will Smith himself, he never wanted a divorce and was devastated that she did. He said, I've been hurt a lot in my adult life, but I don't think anything touches the failure of getting divorced for my two year old son's mother. He also admitted that divorce was the ultimate failure for him. Fast forward again, two years after that divorce, he's set to be married again, but this time to actress Jada Pickett, which was she was pretty popular back, especially around that time. Mostly black movies. You know, she was a real popular actor, which is a show that I uh, enjoyed growing up watching uh, a different world. You know, they look great together. You know, them and all their kids, they picture perfect looking couple, you know, look real good like that. So I I will I will say that. And I said all this so I can point to Second Corinthians six, 
14 through 18 in the message translation. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership. That's war. Is it like best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? What you think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are. Each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way. I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me. The word of the master, God. Now, Jada is what I call a free agent morally, meaning she doesn't necessarily hold to any specific religion or organized thought of God. You know, she's been on record saying her religion is love. And she has made this statement, too, in the past. We are born with our souls, but it is through our experiences in life that we are given the opportunity to discover the paths needed to develop the self. In order to do this, we must not belong to the obedient. We must belong to our truth. Now, that could be looked at in a couple of different ways. But saying we must belong to our truth is in itself saying there is no absolute truth and that the truth will vary depending upon the person. You know, and if you've ever seen her platform, the Red Table Talk, that's pretty much what they're all about is about their truth and discovering their truth. You know, so it's no it's always a moving, moving target, a moving scale it's, it's nothing based upon anything. It's just about their truth and what they would call their healing and and all that. And there were reports in the past that Jada is a Scientologist, but I believe she has denied those reports even after giving a lot of money to that, the church of Scientology and all that stuff. So, but to sum it up, y'all Jada and will were not properly aligned spiritually, or as the Bible says, equally yoked. I'm sure most of the other boxes were checked and made will feel comfortable enough to consider marriage. But just like King Solomon, will got caught up in everything else that seemed and felt right and didn't pay attention completely to the source that helped him get to the point where he was. Also, like King Solomon, his downfall didn't happen immediately. In 1 Kings 11, in verse 4, when I read, it said, in his old age, they, meaning the women, turned his heart to worship other gods. It was a steady process. He was married to those foreign women for years before he started to see the fruit of their influence. Just like I believe it's been a steady process with Jada's ultimate effect on Will. Everything looked great on the outside, but eventually, piece by piece, more and more began to be exposed. And the majority of the stuff that was being exposed came from the inside, came from Jada herself. Then comes the 2022 Oscars, where a lot of people want to blame a poorly timed and not that funny of a joke, but Chris Rock for the reason why Will snapped and slapped him. This has most to do with the Jada effect and how her influence and reckless platform like the Red Table Talk. 
has pretty much burnt Will out. And just like most other hurt or dramatized people, they lash out at everyone else other than the people that actually caused it. In the story of King Solomon, once the influence and the idolatry of the foreign woman was at its peak, that's when people that were once his allies and people within his own royal family started to turn against him and became his enemies. Going back to Will's situation, once Will slapped Chris Rock, the aftermath has many of his own contemporaries and people he once called his allies become his enemies. And why? Because according to Will, the reason he did that slapping Chris Rock was to defend his wife or defend his woman. Him actually going up there and doing that started the domino effect to where what happened to King Solomon now is starting to come back on Will because his own contemporaries and, you know, the people that he relied upon and had favored with for years now, you know, are turning against him. The Academy has banned him from events for 10 years. Productions of his films he was going to be a part of has been officially paused or reconsidered, and he could potentially be stripped of that coveted Oscar award he won that night. I think people are too focused on him not being banned from the Oscars event for 10 years, in which I was too when I originally heard it. But thinking about it, ultimately will be more, a lot more than just him not going to that event. All the connections, influence, and relationships connected with the Academy itself will suffer as well, which could make it harder for Will to make the kind of movies he's been used to making the last 25 plus years. Those relationships and reputation he has relied upon for years to be in his favor would now be directly lobbying against him. I'm not going to say what's fair or not fair in regard to the punishment, but I want to highlight the type of power and influence a life partner being unequally aligned spiritually can have if you allow it to spiral out of control. And I'm sure whenever Will and Jada come out and talk on whatever platform, maybe the Red Table Talk or whatever they uh, decide to do, you know, they'll do a spin and on what actually happened and make it sound like fate or the beginning of some genuine healing process. But God says in Matthew seven, we'll recognize people by their fruit, not by what they say, but by the fruit, what they produce. And at the end of the day, you know, I hope for true healing and transformation that only Jesus can provide. And although I call this episode, the rise and fall of King will, the major difference between him and King Solomon back then is that Will has the privilege and the opportunity to receive grace for this situation. So although he may have fallen off right now, he has the option for it to be a temporary fall, depending on the actions and decisions he makes moving forward. I know it's been a while longer than I expected since the last episode, but again, I appreciate you all hanging out, listening Go subscribe and rate this podcast on your favorite platform. Hit the like button so the algorithm universe can go wild. And until next time, salute.